Okay, so this is the- <laughs> finally he screws up an introduction. Yes. Cause so this is uh, this is take two. The listeners don't know that, but this is going to be take two. We can't use the first one. Uh, it, it's gone now. It's gone forever. We, yeah. We, For no particular reason other than it was just, than it was just lame. <laughs> <laughs> we try not to be lame here on the Straight Love Podcast no. because uh, you know who 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 wants that. down I'm too loud as as always my friend anyways it's been a while man it's been a while you uh you flew the coop you were out west for a bit over the holidays it was a uh, it was a joyous holiday season uh you and I kind of took a break from the podcast we 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 missed I think posting last week or the week before we might have mm-hmm. taken a two-week break so for those of you who missed us desperately I am your co-host the most most roast DP with me as always and forever is the cricket himself slap into a gym gym Slap into a snap into a slim gym, Jiminy. Uh, yeah, Randy Macho Man Savage going on. <laughs> I don't think he's I wonder how many takes it took with that guy, man, because he he seemed to knock it out of the park. No, he was just on a twelve on a regular basis. Yeah, he was dialed in. Actually, That's why he's the Macho Man. Uh, so today we've got a juicy episode for you. We're going to be getting into a lot, but I think we'd probably be remiss, Jim, if we didn't at least acknowledge what's kind of been going on in the United States right now, because they are the epicenter. Of uh, all things, uh, you know, political. What's going on there? Well, what happened last week oh, with the uh, with the, the invasion there of the Capitol Hill after the Donald Trump rally, and uh, you had a couple of lunatics that decided it was a good idea to storm the, the Capitol Hill, and they started stealing podiums, and they started. Uh, I think some uh, some some girl got shot in the neck, and people ended up dying. I think a, a police officer ended up committing suicide afterwards. It's it's kind of been a, a, a complete nightmare, and. The result of that now is people have been arrested, people are in jail. The, the president's been banned from every social media platform that you can ever imagine, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Spotify. Spotify banned him, so I guess the president can't listen to music anymore. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, everybody's oh. banning the guy left and right. Uh, I mean, Pinterest, I'm sure Etsy, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he can't knit anything. Don't sell it. No, you can't sell your crafts. <laughs> And that actually, well, I, I, and, and, you know, this could go in a couple of different, in different directions here. But the first thing that I wanted to say, because this is a podcast about love, uh, it probably, rightfully so, looks like there's a lot of hate out there right now. And yeah. you don't have to go far to find it. No. You know, it, there's a lot of hate. There's a lot of intelligence. There's a lot of impatience. And there's a lot of mistrust in the government. There's a lot of mistrust in the election results. I personally, if you asked me, I'm sure that there was some election fraud, just like there's election fraud in maybe every election. But I, for the most part, uh, I, I think that it was conducted probably the, the best that it could have been. And, and I, I certainly respect the result. I think Biden won. Uh, it's simple as that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry if that you know makes anybody out there upset. But uh, them's the breaks. He's going to be the new president of the United States. I know it's not a lot of what a lot, what a lot of people wanted to hear. Uh, I am starting to see uh, some 
people out there saying that this, you know, America sneezes and, and, and Canada gets a cold. So there's a lot of people saying, you know, we're not far behind with white supremacy up here in Canada and hate exists here as well. And I just, while I, while I understand that people are, are nervous and they want to make sure that they squash any kind of proud boy movement or any kind of KKK movement up here or whatever you want to say, like, like we normally do here on this, on this podcast, man, we, we choose love and, uh, I, I will never stop believing in humans. I will never stop thinking that the vast majority of people are good, kind-hearted, compassionate people that want nothing but the good things for their neighbors. Uh, I, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that, man? I don't want to turn a blind eye to it. I mean, you know where I stand, um, but to share, I have a really hard time trying to figure out why I need to care or why I need to have this in my life. And I know a lot of people translate that into, well, you should care because it's what's going on and it impacts things and it's part of the global community. And I realize that it is. I also realize that I haven't cared to date in my life. Right. And I, I believe my life is better for it. And I yeah, think it's sure. okay that, you know, we, I don't want uh, our listeners to think that this is, you know, these are the things that we focus upon, which we don't. You said it clearly there, you know, this is a podcast about love and, and the better part of humanity, which it is the, it is the better, better part of humanity. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's good to mention it. And it's actually interesting. And I'm glad that you mentioned it because it's going to lead into, I think, somewhere where this podcast might go. And it's that you sort of, um, unfortunately or fortunately, you kind of need to know what the bad is to know what the good is. Exactly. Precisely. And you know what, Jim, that's, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because that kind of leads me into my next point here. We talked about the president being banned from, from certain platforms and you've got the one side of people who are saying this is a violation of free speech. And you got the other side saying he was inciting violence. He should be completely deplatformed. We, we are, we're in agreement with that. Now th there's an argument to be made for, okay, so you've got these private companies, you've got Facebook, Twitter, all, all these different social media platforms who are saying, look, you either play by our rules or we're going to kick you off the platform, which last time I checked, it's in their terms and services. If you don't play by the rules, they can certainly ban mm -hmm. you. I guess, I, I, I guess where, where, where things start to get a little dicey is there aren't a lot of a lot of platforms that necessarily exist right now to try and get your message out that are mainstream popular. I mean, yes, you can go to something like um, uh, Rumble or something like that, which I think is is, is supposed to be a, a competitor for YouTube. But really, there's only kind of a, a few main uh, uh, platforms that you can go to if you really want to start being able to engage with people. So if we start saying that these platforms with all of their power, are now, they are the ones, a, a, a small group of technocrats are able to silence whoever it is that they want, whoever it is that they don't agree with. Wh wh where's the end game there, man? You know, and I'm not I'm not justifying what, what Donald Trump did. I'm not justifying anybody that incites violence on social media. But the, the, the argument is, is that those goalposts continue to move. And what's not acceptable today or what's acceptable today might not be acceptable in the future and more and more people get end up getting banned and then free speech does start to be you know get infringed upon to a certain degree so a few things to that uh one words can be hurtful mm -hmm. words are also just words sure and They're... words can inspire and words yep. can impact and words can do a lot of things mm -hmm. the pen is mightier than the sword now actions are a choice Okay. So someone can go wherever it is that they want 
on any sort of social platform or old fashioned, take out an ad in the penny saver. What the fuck do I care? <laughs> you can say that we need to go around stabbing such and such group of people or storm and riot. And, and I won't do it because your words are just your own words. So regardless of what, whoever, whether it be whoever, the words need to be acted upon by people making choices. I like that. Yeah. So that's why when it comes to that type of stuff, I, I don't know if I really care about what it is because people are making their own decisions in terms of what they want to do. So Right. And now we're saying that people have the ability to decide for you what you should be able to hear because you're not capable of being able to make your own informed, proper decision because I guess these people are too influential uh, influential, or, or, or what have you. And, and that goes back to the point that you made before of how are you supposed to know what evil is if you don't have the, or good is if you don't have the, the yin to the yang kind of thing? Other than, yeah, general common sense. but I mean, Sure, which, I mean, isn't as common as it used to be, right? Absolutely not, it seems. But there's really no one on this planet that can tell me to go burn down a building and, and I would do it. Right. So that's why just this whole nonsense about someone posting something on social media and then people, it, it, Acting the, on the it. message inciting a behavior, mm -hmm. I'm like, that's it's bullshit to me. Hmm. It really is. It's just a lack of accountability and responsibility on oneself. Wow. Okay, I that's dig that. I that. Sure. Okay. And the other part yeah. <laughs> and we talk about self uh, accountability a lot on this show. You know. Well, of course. I think that we've we, we've said it. I don't know how many different times. The, the the problems in your life are staring back at you in the bathroom mirror. They for certain are, and you'll never get on a path of never is a strong word, but you'll never get on a path of self-love if you don't accept the the concept of accountability. Mm -hmm. You just won't. Absolutely. That's not the right, it's not the same vibration. Those are disassociated, those things, what I'm saying in terms of just not being responsible and accountable for your actions because then you'll just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And you'll have no conscience, no remorse, no sense of pride when it's something good. It, it just will become frivolous. Like your actions will become meaningless. Hmm. And so you'll do whatever you want. The other side of it is that there was a point in time albeit maybe many of us have short memories, that social media didn't exist. Right. So the concept of free speech has always existed to a degree. I mean, in theory, in humanity, you have a right to say whatever you want to say. Well, I mean, in certain countries, you know, but... Yeah. Yeah. But again, like in theory, right? In theory, okay. So for there to be this big concept of the restriction or limitation of free speech because someone doesn't allow you to put something on a social media platform, again, I'm going to probably say that's a load of bullshit. Because hmm. if someone stops you from posting something somewhere, because I guess like you said, I mean, these are private enterprises, are they yes, not? Yes, yes. Yeah. They, they, so, they, they've got their own rules. They have their yeah. own rules. And so, you know, sure, they're a platform for communicating, but I guess to a degree, it's not a free speech platform. Right. You know, if they want to, if they want to stop you or stop your account or whatever it is, I guess that's within their means because they own the platform. And the other thing is, as I'm saying, is that social media hasn't existed forever. So if you want to get a message out, then you might need to find another way to do it. Like mm. that it was done 50 years ago. Your reach will be a lot, lot less uh, yes. expansive. Sure. But for anyone to, to be up in arms about the restriction of free speech and get lost. Wow. Okay, cool. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that, that, that took, I don't know if you've heard of this pla social platform called Parler, or it, no. it, it might be pronounced Parley. I, I don't know for sure, but it was created by someone as a, an alternative to Twitter. 
And what they basically said was, we are not going to have any rules surrounding what you can and can't say. It's basically a free for all. And after what happened again with Trump, uh, Google decided to remove the app now from their app store. So in, to, a, to a certain degree, you, you, you don't exist anymore. And Amazon, which I didn't even know you could necessarily do this. I guess their servers is where the website operates. So Amazon is saying, yeah, we're not, we're, we're not going to, we're, 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 we're going to ban your site as well now. So, you know, kind of taking it one step further where, it, you know, you're kind of saying, well, there's going to be other outlets that you can use. You'll never be silenced. But now again, you've got these, these, these companies that are wielding so much power that are shutting down competitors as well. I didn't, I, and, and, and they can apparently do that. But honestly, to that, I say, so what? Okay. Like truthfully, so what? So if if these companies were, let's say, owned by the government, then it's a different story. Like let's say let's say the government owned Facebook, and the and and the government was deciding what you can and can't say. Then it's a violation of freedom of speech. I don't know. Is it? Well, what is then? I mean, okay. So the government uh, sees James Jaworski's Facebook profile, and he puts on there, uh, "Fuck Joe Biden." Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, James Jaworski is under, under arrest and put in prison. Is that a violation of freedom of speech? I mean, of course it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so but, but is the, that where the, the is, is that where the line is? The problem that is the problem that I think just gets way too misconstrued is that you have an ability to communicate as a human being in in whatever way, shape, or form, I, I, completely removed from technology. So by that I mean you can speak. Like a conversation at a coffee shop? Yeah. Okay. You can speak. You can talk um, like, like this on a podcast? You can speak on a podcast, certainly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you can use sign language as a way to communicate. You can write something down as a way to communicate uh, on a piece of paper and you know put it up on a wall or something somewhere. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think that this concept of how people are feel a violation of their rights when there's a social medium that stops you from saying what you want to say is uh, uh, an impingement on your freedom of speech. You can still say what you want to say. <laughs> They're just not letting you do it on the internet. Got you it. Fucking get over it. Okay. Okay. Fair, but, man. No, that's now, yeah, to that's... Your, now to your point, if you want to say something and you get thrown in jail because of it, I don't think that is in line with uh, the laws and regulations of where we live. I don't think that can happen to you. But other than that, for people to be all sad and pouty because they can't fucking post something on Twitter, you know, like, <laughs> go, why don't you just go for a walk instead? <laughs> you know, choose, I, choose something better for yourself. I, Even I, if you have a good message to send, yeah, like, still truthfully, like, choose something better for yourself. Go read a book that makes you a better person. Go, <laughs> go smell the trees. I just, fucking people need to get a life with this type of stuff. I... I... I think that I think the fear is that potentially at some point it, it, it will get to that where you won't be able to. And I mean, you know, we're, we're probably a long way off, and I don't know if I don't know, man. I don't know. I know well, in Thailand, no, no one can predict what the future is going to be. So maybe in ten years or whatever the runway is for this, maybe in ten years, let's be honest, maybe everything doesn't revolve around Facebook and YouTube and and Twitter. You know what I mean? So. To, to fearmonger about the future is a futile endeavor at best. Well, speaking about the future, Jim, 
And uh, how's this for a segue? Our our our, our episode today was kind of going to be based around what the future is going to look like, uh, and specifically about the Great Reset. Now, Jim and I tried to do our own research on this, and it's not as easy as you thought as you think it would be. There's there's a lot of information out there. There seems to be a lot of misinformation out, uh, out there as well. And this is certainly something that a lot of people are. It, it, there seems to be a lot of fear circulating as well in regards to this. So to start off here, I'm going to start with what it says on Wikipedia, which just for the definition it, it itself and, 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 and kind of get off of this page afterwards. So here's, here, here's what it says. The Greece, the great reset is a proposal by the world economic forum. Okay. So far, so good to rebuild the economy sustainably following the COVID-19 pandemic. It was unveiled in May, 2020 by the United Kingdom's Prince Charles and WEF, World Economic Forum, Director Klaus Schwab, who, if you've seen him, looks like a fucking Bond villain. So I can kind of see why. <laughs> so I can kind of see why people look at this guy and think maybe he doesn't have the best intentions, right? So it seeks to improve capitalism by making investments more geared toward mutual progress and focusing more on environmental initiatives. A petition in Canada to stop it gained 80,000 signatures in less than 72 hours. And uh, a conspiracy theory, and again, this is what it says. We don't necessarily agree with this. A conspiracy theory has spread in response, claiming it will be used to bring in a supposed new world order. The new world order wants kind of like a totalitarian one world government, basically. So that's where the conspiracy lies. Now, Jim, the great reset, to my knowledge, this isn't something that they threw together in May. Like it says here, this was proposed in May, but it's something that has been in the works since 2016. Is 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 with with the limited research that I've done, that's that's my understanding. Is this is something that they've kind of been already talking about at this World Economic Forum on a, on a very regular basis and looking at ways to kind of implement this this new system going forward. Now, what's what's your understanding of what the Great Reset is, and is it a good idea? It's geared towards reinvigorating the economy, but doing so with green initiative and sustainability in mind with every program that they're doing. So, for example, re-engineering programs and infrastructure to say, for example, support wind farms. Okay as a way of stimulating the economy because you would create a, I mean, wind farming is not new, but to focus more endeavors upon it and create uh, a larger industry and economy for that to stimulate growth, right? Like jobs and getting mm-hmm. money back into the economy and people paying taxes, et cetera, et cetera. Those types of things. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's a bad idea? I don't think, any initiative towards more sustainability is a bad idea. Right. Are there considerations that need to be put towards it in terms of, is it a government subsidized or funded program? Do you introduce it as private enterprise? So there is a degree of capitalism in it. Do you also go the converse route of uh, putting more um, restrictions on carbon footprint for companies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's also this melding or proposed melding of corporations that, let's be honest, corporations are are in business to make money, right? But having uh, the environment be the responsibility of corporations, yeah, like is that real? 
it's wonderful when corporations do, and I try as best as I can to give my business to corporations that are environmentally friendly and practice sustainability. And, sure. But is it a corporation's responsibility to look after the environment? No, it's policymakers to make sure that corporations aren't decimating the environment. Right, right. So it's a little bit of a different context, I think. Okay. Let's, also, let's also bear in mind that the World Economic Forum is just a club for fucking Richie Riches. <laughs> So it, it and, is like it, it honestly has no clout whatsoever. Well, well, and 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 okay. So and I'm glad that you brought that up. Is that the, the, these are the these are the creme de la creme kind of thing. These are the people that are at the top, That's and, right. and they don't exactly have the best PR going on right now. So when you hear somebody like Alex Jones hop onto you know his network and say these globalists want nothing, they're power hungry, and they want to uh, you know they, they they want population control and they want to. Uh, institute uh, uh, labor camps and all this kind of stuff. Uh, it scares people and they, and they tend to believe that. And I think that there's a huge mistrust in uh, anyone who has, who has too much power. So when you got all these richie riches that are congregating in Davos, Switzerland, flying in on their private planes, do they really have the best intentions of mankind at uh, you, you know in their hearts, or are they just uh, sociopaths? Right. These people already control the world. It's it, it's not like there's gonna there's not gonna be anything that's gonna be taken over. I, I don't know. I, this is the pro, This is the fucking problem with the internet, and this is the problem <laughs> with lack of thinking. On behalf of humans. Well, okay. And, yeah. and on on behalf of people that are fucking overly dramatic and, <laughs> and, and are harbingers of the worst possible outcomes with everything. This is not going to happen. It's just not going to be possible. Mm-hmm. There's not going to be some new world order. There's... The problem is, is that people think... People put their power in the wrong place. They put their power in things that are not sustainable that are not real like i said they get up in arms when someone says oh i've been blocked from i've been suspended from twitter for 24 hours Mm -hmm. your power doesn't lie there your power lies in choosing honestly not to be cliche or be tacky or be lame it's to choose love Mm. it really is and this perspective just sucks eggs right now i you know what man i think people want to choose love i think they're afraid that the that these people that are gathering in davos switzerland aren't necessarily choosing love you know they're afraid but but you mean to tell me though that 44 rich people on private jets can outpower 7.8 billion people on earth the problem is you have stupid shit like what's happening in the states fucking plague of people making stupid choices being stupid not doing the right thing, not doing the smart thing. And unfortunately, there are a bunch of people that are on the middle ground, sort of passive observers, but not you're consuming all of this trash. Mm -hmm. And all it does is create and generate more fear for you. This is the thing. This is one of the points that I actually wanted to make today because it really resonated with me when I sort of had this brought into my thinking. People are doing a lot of great things. Sure. You know, trying to improve their life, whether it be personally or within the community or even greater and deeper than that. The other part of it is that I think a lot of people are ignoring that half of the battle, if not more, is you also need to remove shit out of your life. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like just because you're doing yoga every day and eating healthy 
and going for walks and doing personal improvement. But if you're also consuming an hour of garbage ass trash news on the television, yeah, you need to get rid of shit out of your life. And I think I've said this once before, maybe only just once, but it'd be interesting to see what would happen to all this nonsense if people stopped paying attention. And, and that's an excellent point, Jim. And I think that why I'm empathetic for people is that they're, they're, they're consuming mainstream news under the guise of being informed. But unfortunately, mainstream media doesn't have any incentive to tell you good news or necessarily even tell you the truth. Their, their profits are based on advertisements. And the best thing that they can do to keep you locked in to, the, to, to their channel is to pump you full of fear and conflict. Really, that's what's going to keep you staying there and, and watching their advertisements and, 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 and hooked in, basically addicted to this fear porn that you're consuming on a regular basis. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of people that are probably well-intentioned and thinking, hey, I'm informed. I know what's happening in the world. But the flip side of that is that they're actually poisoning themselves. It's not an excuse. It's just not. No, it, well, like I, I just, I have a really hard time with that because I don't think I'm special. Maybe I should. Well, I disagree. But I, <laughs> I thank you, <laughs> but I don't think I'm special. And the reason I say that is because I want to illustrate the picture that I don't fall victim to any of this shit. I don't put it in my life. I don't wish to put it in my life. I wish to put better things in my life that enrich my life. Mm -hmm. And I've done so for a number of years. And there might be all sorts of things that are going on in the government and in socioeconomic influences and arenas. But my life largely seems not affected by those things because of the path that I choose. And maybe, maybe I am advantaged or maybe I have led a more privileged life, whatever it might be. And so that's why it doesn't impact me. But I want to make the argument that if there was more of a collective consciousness to operate in a manner that was above this bullshit that's all over the place, I bet you that inherently, just as a function of the power of that energy, which is being proven more time and time again, I mean, we've even discussed about how you know a group of people will pray for someone's well-being and mm -hmm. health all across the world and they'll they'll experience an improvement in their health because sure. of that part of that energy. And you've spoken about entanglement and all these wonderful concepts that science is, is proving more and more that if we just raise our consciousness, even though all this other stuff is going on, it will become stronger and it will become more powerful and it will squash out all this bullshit. See, and, and th that's a good reminder, man, because you, you can, there, there's a lot in your life that you can't control, but there's a lot in your life that you can control. And it's all based on your choices, right? That's right. Mm. And it makes me think, and I, I welcome the opportunity to, to speak about this, but it's something that you and I have discussed. And I think it's a, a good, good description of, the the consciousness journal right mm -hmm. so it helps you be accountable for positive yet simple maybe not easy but simple daily routines and concepts in your life that you can choose to endeavor upon that help you feel more in control of yeah. the person you're becoming yeah. in the midst of so many things that are out of your control 100%. it helps you manage the things that are not in your control yeah and it makes a world of difference. It does, especially and, if it's consistent, done every day, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's going back to this idea, again, of accountability that was at the top of the program about it's just it's way too easy for, for people to 
fall into this trap of this poison. And and there is no accountability because it's like, oh, well, you know, fucking so-and-so over there is doing it and so-and-so over there is doing it. Well, yeah. I'm going to go kick in that window too. Right, sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not buying it. It's not good enough. I get on, I know I get on this soapbox with this stuff, but it's not good enough. Yeah. It's not good enough. Like people, please start choosing love. Start choosing how to love yourself. I think I've had a bit of a, I think I've, I think it's happened in my life after nearly 41 years of living. Mm. I think I finally realized what it feel like, what it feels like to actually start to love yourself Yeah. by doing those things, you know, that are in the consciousness journal. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you this, it really makes you feel kind of a little bit invincible to what's going on around you. Wow. Now again, I will say, okay, maybe it's easy for me to say because I don't live such a hard, hard done by life. Yes. But, but also I'm not special. Anybody can do it. Yeah. You're also called to, yeah. I mean, it, that's not what, I, what people want to hear necessarily always is that, you know, I'm not special. Anybody can do it. At the end of the day, you know, you're cultivating your own reality based on good choices and good habits. And then, you know, like we talked about it before, you wake up one day and, and life is different. Life is better. You feel good. And uh, feeling good, unfortunately, isn't isn't easy for a lot of people right now. But it's also in your power to get there, to get there. Yeah. You know, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, from a perspective context, we live in a country where things are really good. Um, and so it, it makes that path a little bit more easier. But because of the fact that we live in a country that this is much more readily available for us to make the better choice, the higher, the higher choice, take the higher road mm-hmm. as a collective consciousness for the world really, because we're all connected. We're all, you know, we all form that, that grid of light that, that encircles the earth in this country. We have even more of a responsibility to rise to that occasion, to be higher up, to be of a higher vibration, to lift the other people that don't have that such easy time to do so. Yeah. That shit makes a difference. hundred percent, man. And and another great reminder, definitely. So looking forward to the future, man, and, and, Getting back to this to this great reset, I found this article here that talked about eight predictions for the world in 2030. Okay, and uh, this is actually from the uh, World Economic Forum website. Okay. Oh yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so prediction number one: all products will become services. Uh, so this is a, a, a Danish MP that writes this. I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. Shopping is a distant memory in the city of 2030, whose inhabitants have craft clean energy and borrow what they need on demand. It sounds utopian until she mentions that her every move is tracked, and outside the city lives swaths of discontents. The ultimate depiction of a society split in two. So even in this utopia, there's the haves and the haves-nots. How, how is that appealing? How is this on the World Economic Forum website? Are you sure? A hundred percent, man. Weforum.org. Yeah, this is legit. There's not like a backslash in there or something <laughs> to confuse you? You know, like how sometimes you type in Google, but it's two Gs no, instead of two Os no, and you don't, you don't count. You're like, what? Google changes the website, but it's Google. So, 
so what they're basically saying again so okay so let let's 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 take this with a grain of salt here man but but this is a decade away you're not crazy about the idea of sharing uh clothes and 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 your home and and all these different kinds i mean the thought of not having to work and having all of your basic necessities taken care of i'm yeah i'm not gonna lie it is appealing but again you're 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 under the thumb of the government, right? Because the government owns everything. That's kind of the way that I'm looking at this. I just don't think this stuff is going to happen. Okay. There's just, there's too much, even sadly, there's, there's just too much poverty in the world for this to become an equitable reality in 10 years. Like there's an immense amount of poverty. And I think there are just, and I know there's boatloads of conspiracy theories against Bill Gates, for example, but it's indisputable of the fact that I don't remember the number, but it's like some literally exorbitant number. I think it's in the billions of dollars that he has spent of his own money through his foundation to solve uh, sanitation issues in Africa or something. Yeah. In impoverished companies, Mm. he's funded these um, uh, competitions in colleges and whatnot for them to be able to build a toilet that like doesn't need running water that doesn't need sanitation infrastructure. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, again, man, I, it would be great to, to have a, a lot of people want to paint Bill Gates as the antichrist for some reason. I, I haven't looked into it enough. Again, that's another rabbit hole, but I'm not disputing anything that you're saying right now. The guy has, has done a lot of humanitarian work. And in fact, and this is going to be a very local comment, but I, I, I volunteered one time at a Gape table and I got a chance to meet with the director there. And he mentioned to me that it's, it's, it's the people that come in and give like the $5 donations or make the $5 donations online. It's all those kinds of things that add up that really keep the center going. You know, it's the people that don't think this is only five bucks. I'm not even going to bother. It's not going to make a difference. So, I mean, all things in comparison, right? Like $5 for me is probably a billion for Gates. And I mean, that's an extreme example of a comparison, but still I I have the option of not doing it at all. Just like Gates doesn't have an option that just has has the option of not doing that. Now, I mean, you know, it's probably not five bucks for him. It might be more like a million or two or five, whatever it is. He's still, he's still trying to do good work to a certain degree. So I mean, credit where credit's due. That's just kind of what I'm trying to get at here. Number two, <laughs> so there's a global price on carbon, and we kind of talked mm-hmm. about that as well. So that's that's more of the going down the the environmental uh, or, or the environment the environmental concept of why this would be something that's kind of impl- implemented. The number three prediction for the world in 2030 is that the U.S. dominance is over. We have a handful of global powers, so nation states will have stage to come back. Uh, and instead of a single force, a handful of countries, so they're saying the U.S., Russia, China, Germany, India, and Japan will be chief among them. So there'll be kind of a, a shared dominance rather than the U.S. running the show. So, hey, there you go, man. I mean, you know, I, I, when it comes, to, when it comes to, 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 to the military, I don't think that anybody's on par with the U.S. If there was a close second, I don't know much about Russia, but... Certainly China, man. I mean, China's a, uh, everything's made in China, including viruses. Um, <laughs> I, I we might have to. I, don't wanna, I just don't want to, like, 
I'm not giving the impression or that I have the opinion that I'm ungrateful for the sacrifice of many people's lives to preserve freedom of the country that we live in. That's not the message that I'm trying to get across, but it is a different time now. Yep. It's, it's many decades later. And the question I ask is all of this necessary. Number four is uh, farewell hospital. Hello, homespital. Technology will have further disrupted disease. Well, <laughs> okay. A medical, uh, it says a medical doctor and world bank advisor. The, ho- the hospital as we know it will be on its way out with fewer accidents thanks to self-driving cars and great strides in preventative and personalized medicine. Scalpels and organ donors are out. Tiny robotic tubes and bioprinted organs are in. Holy shit. The future's not that far away, man. Jim's fucking thrilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number five, we are eating much less meat. That's so, a good thing. So rather than our grandparents, we will treat meat as a treat rather than a staple, writes, Tom, writes Tim Benton, professor of population ecology at the University of Leeds. I don't know how you feel about that, man. I've been eating a lot less meat over the last oh, that's true, six yeah. months. And uh, I can't say as I miss it I, I probably feel better eating more fruits and vegetables and focusing on that and humans are we're adaptive creatures so i mean we certainly are and we've talked about that on this podcast as well yeah, yeah. I mean, it's if there needs to be some sort of adaptation in the coming years that meat is less of a less less consumed then it'll be fine hmm. okay uh, number six, so today's Syrian refugees, 2030's CEOs. Highly educated Syrian refugees will have come of the age by 2030, making the case for the economic integration of those who have been forced to flee conflict. The world needs to be better prepared for populations on the move uh, as climate change will have displaced one billion people. Mm. Now, that's, 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 that's a real concern. How do you how do you how do you disperse a billion people to another part of the world after they've been displaced because of climate change? I, I can't even imagine what that would look can't like. Can't live with me. <laughs> well, you won't own your own your, you won't own your home uh, anyway, there, Jim. So uh, don't get too attached, brother. Uh, number seven: the values that built the West will have been tested to the breaking point. Uh, we forget the checks and balances that bolster our democracies at our peril. So unfettered. Uh, majoritarianism and the attacks on our system of checks and balances is perhaps the greatest danger today to the future of the Western democracies. Uh, Jim, can you translate? I don't know what that means. Unfettered majoritarianism. Well, I think what it's saying is that things are, are, are split quite evenly, right? People don't have a wealth of options, let's say. They might have a wealth of opinions, okay. but there's not a whole wealth of options you either vote one way or you vote the other, right? Those are your two options. You mean red or blue kind of? Yeah. Thing? Okay. So, and, and look at how, look at what the margin of difference is now. There's no, I mean, it, it's closer than, than it's been closer than it ever has been, has it not? True. I agree. So basically half the population, so to speak, is, is getting what they chose and the other half isn't. So, you know, 
a hundred and what's the population of the U.S. now? And half of that? What is oh, it? no, they're like 350 billion, right. million. So, yeah. uh, 170, 180, let's okay. call it. Yep. 180 million people get what they want and 180 million people don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mean to tell me that there's not going to be discord in that? Right. How will you ever fucking agree on anything? Mm. You won't. Right. They're saying that the values that establish the West will be tested. They already are being tested. Mm. We're living that right now. Right, 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 right. Okay. When you feel like you're not even in control of your own life, you're trying to control other people. Right. So let's not neglect, obviously, the fact that within Canada and the U.S., there, of course, is poverty. And there are people that are that live tough lives and, and can barely make ends meet. Yes. But the majority, unless I'm completely mistaken, the majority of people don't live those lives. The majority of people live lives that are productive and uh, sustainable and not with too much hardship. And so, in my opinion, it's the responsibility of those people, myself included, Mm -hmm. to make better choices, to make better choices for yourself, which results in better choices for the people around you and you have that domino effect. Right. And then that's what starts impacting those people that are that are more impoverished, the people that are at more of a disadvantage. Because if Derek Paulson sets a good example, which he does by his volunteerism and perhaps his monetary contribution to certain organizations, and, and that's leading by example, that influences more people. If people take a positive example and say, hey, oh, my friend Derek, he he meditates every day and he works out and he's a good person and he does the right thing when people are looking and when people are not looking, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that inspires more people to do those types of things. Sure. Lead by example, man. Yeah. Right. And that creates that whole extension that will eventually impact the people that are more powerless. It leads to more good deeds. It leads to more good intentions in the world. Well, I, I guess the challenge there is that it would be great if that was highlighted more. But good luck trying to get CNN to tell those stories, right? Right. And, and then it goes back to me saying, again, turn your fucking television off. Yeah, throw, throw it out the window, yeah. Who gives a shit about your social media account? Like, let's be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I mean, I saw a brief clip of a, a stand-up comedian and it was quite good. It was funny, but at the same time, it was poignant. He was just saying, get ready for the next wave of old people. And he said, you know. Fuck, man. I just watched this before you came through the door. That's hilarious. Right. And the guy's saying how now or, or maybe, you know, a couple decades ago, you'd sit down with grandma or grandpa and you'd be like. They'd pull out the photo pull album. Pull out the photo yeah, album. Yeah, and there yeah. was a, there was a, so a meaningful, significant story behind every photo. You yeah. know what I mean? Every photo was important. And yeah. he's like. Can you think about grandparents in 20 years from now with their phone and be like, well, here's a picture of my breakfast. (laughs) Swipe. Well, here's a picture of your grandmother in front of the mirror. And here's 12 others of the same. And you're like, no fucking shit. Yeah. No kidding, guy. Like, you're funny, but you're for real. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the best comedy, right? Well, sure. it's, it's, It's presented in a way that you can kind of identify with. Yeah, shout out to whoever that guy is. Uh, I know exactly what the cl- – it's 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 unbelievable that you're talking about this yeah. right now because I just finished watching it. Like right before you 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 buzzed in, man, I was watching exactly that clip. He kind of looks, looks like those Geico cavemen. Exactly. He looks like a white person and a darker white person had a child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> 
All right, man. Let's let's uh, let's finish this up here. So number eight, by the by the 2030s, we'll be ready to move humans toward the red planet. Huh? Sure, maybe. I don't know. Next episode, we're having Elon Musk. <laughs> What's more, once we get there, we'll probably discover evidence of alien life. Ooh, writes Ellen Stofan, chief scientist at NASA. What? Shout out to Ellen Stofan. Probably not saying that right, but that's uh, what her name says here. Big science will help us to answer big questions about life on Earth, as well as opening up practical applications for space technology. So Ellen Stofan, chief scientist at NASA, is saying that we're going to go to Mars and we're going to find evidence of aliens. Okay. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is off of the we, off of like I said, the World Economic Forum dot org. <laughs> I hope this isn't a bullshit website, man. Yeah, it sort of sounds like it. <laughs> Look, I'll well, be honest was, with there you. There was alien life at one point in time in history. Like it's just. Well, you know, that's another. Uh, we could. That's another uh, rabbit hole we could go down. Sure. Are, are 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 we that? Get your carrots. <laughs> I mean, are are we that uh, self-centered to think that we're we're the only some people yeah, life that sure. actually lives? Yeah, yeah. I know, and, and God cares just about me. And well, sure. I think yeah. it was, I can't remember who told me this, but it's something like the, the, the amount, the, the, the amount of grains of sand on a beach are comparable to a number of galaxies that yeah. are out there. There's an immeasurable and uncountable amount of galaxies and stars out there. And you're going to tell us we're the but only we're ones. The only ones. Yeah. It's just, okay. I, I, how do you even have a conversation with somebody about yeah. that and have oh. them have that kind of limited thinking? Thanks, Archie Andrews and Jughead. Go back to Riverdale. <laughs> Shout out to Jim for his, <laughs> for his Archie comic reference. All right, man. So um, I don't know. What, what what are some of our parting thoughts here? Uh, I mean, you, your your take on the great on the Great Reset seems to be uh, settle down. It's 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 not as bad as people are. You know, the eighty thousand people that signed the petition and said this is outrageous. Uh, it was it was a knee jerk reaction. It was an, it was a, a reaction based on emotion. And uh, you're saying it's it's if anything, it's going to be a lot more reasonably put into place than people are saying right now. I think so. And truthfully, I don't even know if it's going to be put into place. I mean, I, I'm sure it could be, but it's it's such a far reaching time wise plan if you think about it, because really it's focusing upon green sustainability and the socioeconomic uh, plans for that. And that stuff doesn't happen overnight. Like, yeah. is that what is that what the world needs right now, per se? I don't think so. I don't know for sure. Is that what we need long term? Is that something that should have been planned for like decades ago? Yeah, absolutely. But is that going to happen overnight? I think with the exception of the fact that maybe I completely don't understand what I'm reading or listening to, like it, it really is just more of an initiative to to refocus the economy on on green sustainability and capitalism in that regard as well. Okay. How that functions on that. And I'm going to take the position that I'm I'm not 100% on board. I, I I don't necessarily and and again with the limited uh, amount of understanding that I have about all of this, there's still and maybe that's because I've 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 seen too many you know Zeitgeist documentaries or whatever else. But uh, there was also some sort of a quote where I, and it might have been this Klaus guy who again you know. Pick a better uh, face for your for your movement here, but uh, 
it was something along the lines of, oh, and I just had it and I lost it. Uh, oh, oh, never let a good crisis go to waste. I yeah, that's Winston Churchill. Okay, well, he was quoting them then or something like that. Winston Churchill said that. Okay, never, so. Never let, a, yeah, so, never let a crisis go to waste or something. You know, like basically using the pandemic as an excuse to, you know, and, and this is, again, uh, some, some, some conspiracy thinking, but as an excuse to get people uh, you know, this, 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 this vaccine, and then you can only go certain places. If you have the vaccine, you can't get onto a, a plane and fly unless you got the vaccine. You can't go to a festival. You can't get a ticket to a, to a, a music show. You can't gyms. Uh... <laughs> These are all good things, man. No, got it. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Winston Churchill. Okay. So yeah, and so I, I, I mean, again, this is this is something that the Great Reset is something that we've already dis- uh, discussed. They've that they've been planning since 2016, and they're looking to use the pandemic as an excuse to start implementing it. All right, so take with that from what what, what you will. Uh, if you wanted, if you want to trust the globalists in Davos, Switzerland, that are led by Klaus, the John, the the James Bond villain, by all means, but uh, you know. If, if you're a bit uneasy about it, hey, man, I get that. If you are fearful, then I'm just going to say find opportunities to practice love. And as always, we'll leave it with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Love you, buddy. Love you. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye.